0: You are listening to Drunken Dead, a Walking Dead podcast. Here's the idea. Sean and Andrew talk about Walking Dead while drinking as much alcohol as possible. Another winner from the brain trust behind TV ate my dinner. We hope you enjoy it. You are watching and or listening to Drunken Dead. This is our podcast dedicated to talking about the walking dead tv show where we will punctuate that discussion with uh, liberal amounts of libation is the plan <laughs> and so far with all the technical setup i think that might be a good idea <laughs> it's not helping the technical aspect but it is making it a little easier to deal with so my name is sean and i am sitting here with andrew i'm andrew i have to wait with the of, camera now <laughs> of did. the tv my dinner podcast And we're going to be talking about Season 1 of The Walking Dead. Tonight, specifically, we'll be talking about Episode 1 of Season 1. And I'm going to try to pop open this bottle without taking an eyeball out.
1: I have a couple different beers in honor of tonight, actually. (laughs) I like that. Well, I I wanted to get that dead guy ale, but they didn't have it at Publix.
0: You're probably better off. If it's got a funny name, it probably is horrible.
1: But... I had some red stripe, so because it's like blood, yeah. So, but then in honor of my one of the people, after watching the season again today, I watched all the rest, the whole thing again today. I have um, a great beer. That's actually a good recommendation, actually, but it's actually pointed for the show. It's called Dale's Pale Ale. (laughs) Dale's Pale Ale. I've heard of it. I haven't tried. from, From Oscar Oscar Blues Brewery, there in like North Carolina. My friend visited there. But it looks like the most redneck can. It's in cans, too. Mm-hmm. It looks like the most redneck thing. It's like $10 for a six-pack. It's pretty expensive. <laughs> and it just looks like the stupidest thing, but we just looked it up one day and it had like 99 like on all those beer sites. And it's amazing. So if you like pale ales... Well, I may have to try it. I'm not a fan of pale it, ales. Well, you know what? This is the thing that actually made me a fan of pale ales, because I'm like, yeah, it's all right. But this is excellent. So then after this, I started getting other ones. So dales pale ale i'll show it to the camera dales
0: pale ale you should have done pbr if it's all
1: in georgia that they're doing the show yeah if you really want to you notice that they but did, i'm not doing that they did that with the uh most recent oh we're not we're in season one but but the most recent one of the uh it wasn't the most recent it's like the first episode where they had um they went into like a grocery store but they had all had the beer stacks and every beer stack was like all georgia beers it was like a Sweetwater brewery which is here and then they also had that a couple of like, But it had this fully stocked liquor and section
0: but and they didn't even touch it and they needed medicine and stuff all the way like liquor is, is medicinal. Right. So. But we, we won't get to that season 4. We we get a long we have a long a long, long, long road between there this, and here. To to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was drinking. I'm actually drinking some Corbel right now to christen our new effort. Corbel <laughs> Brute Rose champagne. You're like all swanky, swankier. Yeah, I'm wearing a smoking jacket. Like, oh, welcome. Welcome to the program. The Continental. Because I was drinking beer earlier. I've been, I've been prepping.
1: I've been prepping, too. I was too, drinking but... some Carlsberg
0: and some, uh, some Crispin Cider. So That's now a... I've moved into the white wine. You got a lot of fancy drinks. Yeah, really. Well, it ain't Dale's Pale Ale, yeah, but uh, Pale I Ale. do what I can. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving into... The, the beginning of um, one of the things we did too to to, to try to set up what we want to do with this show is obviously we're going to talk about the the television program itself, but the it comes dead. from a it's... comic, The Walking Dead. <laughs> I said we said that already. I think we're, we're did. not that far behind. I think we did. Okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Walking Dead television program, but also it comes from a comic book and we want, what we want to do is sort of contrast and compare with uh, what's going on in The Walking Dead comic versus what they ended up doing in The Walking Dead TV show, which is, at the beginning, in a lot of ways, is very similar.
1: Well, at least the first half of the... Well, first... the
0: first half of the first season, and then later on. But we do we have said, if you're listeners of, of tv 8 dinner we have sort of said where you can see... Whenever the show sort of trails off of the, the what's laid ahead of by the comic, things start to get kind of weird. Whenever you're like watching the show, that's that's my assertion. And now, we just got you to read the, yeah, the, first, I read the volume, first volume, first volume. collected trade. Yeah. So so you're a fresh perspective because I read the comic before the show came out. So again, Andrew is like the fresh perspective. On on this because I because I come from a different context of starting with the comic, but but as far as the premise and how they start off, it's very similar in the first episode, almost shot for shot. Well, yeah, the
1: first places. the first like actual issue is like literally the first episode, shot for shot almost.
0: Yeah, it's it's just blown up like in, in all things with it. It's a comic book is like thirty two pages, so they'll do something in a panel of a comic that takes them about ten minutes to do in the show. Right. But other than that, they really do. I mean, there's specific moments that happen. I think probably the dialogue is better than the show. Like, the
1: comic doesn't have really good dialogue. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed is, like, the dialogue in the comic is... Well, the characters in the dialogue... I mean, I've only read the first thing, and maybe I just haven't read comics in a while. But, I mean, I always... But the at least the first season... That's the thing about Walking Dead. I mean, the first season is way better than the other seasons, too, in a lot of ways. Some of it is. But yeah I think that's true a TV show like screenwriters and you know TV screenwriters are so much more mature and subtle in their dialogue and The comic, I mean, even just Rick as a character, he's very, he's much more, like, animated and weird, you know, he's the kind of... Well, because they work with actors. That's the
0: thing, when you're working in a medium like comics, where there isn't anybody but yourself and the artist, it's like, you may get the story element developed, and you may get the visual element developed, but when you start working with actors, like in a TV show, you run some lines off a guy, and he's like, that just, that sounds like crap. Or you hear him say it, and
1: you decide it for yourself. Hearing the stuff out loud is a big deal. Yeah, and, and like, oh my God, that doesn't work at all. Yeah, and I, and I wonder, like, I mean, just how much of that? It, it, the, I mean, it's weird how much the dialogue in the comic actually reads. Like, I was thinking this: like, if you just shot this, it would be like a bad movie. Because in like a comic, you have to. I mean, I guess that's the part of the comic stuff you have to. You have to emote so much more what they're thinking and stuff. At least this does, because they don't have like monologues or you know like what they're thinking. So they kind of have to explain everything and like it's so it's kind of like bad screenwriting in a lot of ways because they have to say and hey you you yeah like you're there and i went to this thing and just because i think this and you think that that's what we're saying right now we're saying everything you know.
0: Transitions in comics are much easier to swallow though because you're doing it page by page. Right. If you took a scene like in a TV show and you dramatized it in a comic, people would like come on, like ten pages right. of this one scene. It's like usually a scene in a comic is one page, nine panels at best. So you really it they're really good at figuring out the sort of economy of pacing in a comic. And I think that benefits them overall, because there's a lot of stuff that ends up happening, especially later on in Walking Dead, the TV show, where you're just like, Jesus, can they just get on with it? Like, this
1: took, like, one picture in the comic said this whole thing. I think that's true, but I think that's, to, I mean, I think in some of this first season, it's to its detriment at some though, so, because they kind of just get to things really fast. Whereas, like, an episode, well, you know, it takes four, because, I mean, it takes you, what, it takes you ten minutes, five minutes to read one issue. So, like you read through it, but in an episode, you're kind of mulling over the idea that he's having a problem with this. And it takes 45 minutes to get to that. You know, some, some kind stuff of they probably should have
0: dwelled on because they ended up running out of gas later on. We'll get to it. But there's like a point in the first season, which is only six episodes. Right. There's a point in the first season where they're like, whoops we're out of story like something right. happened where they went off book and they're like we're just gonna have to fake it for like two or three episodes <laughs> like
1: but so, up that, it does I, get awkward i forgot how good the show was though like those first three episodes so like i remember oh thinking, yeah oh man this is actually i mean and especially you can tell the difference between the like the pilot with frank darabont writing and directing it you're like ooh, that was really good I mean, it's, besides like well, film it's only stock later and quality, they populated
0: it was so many good actors. Right. It's like it's only later that they they waste those actors and those characters.
1: That's the thing too. It's but, like these are the three. There's a few observations before we get into the actual episode, just overall the season. The one thing, one I remember like that I realized is that how good it was. I was like, this is really good. Two. There's some characters like Dale annoyed me at first, like when I watched it in real time. But now I like his character a lot. That's why I got Dale's paleo. But like I, <laughs> I like, I mean, I, I just ended up liking his character a lot more. He's, he just, he just, he annoyed me. Not like his acting was bad and the writing's bad, but I think he's much more interesting. And then it was funny though. And then one, two, you see how great Daryl is though. Daryl's just—he's the best actor on the show, I think. He's the best character on that show.
0: He's the only one who's actually evolved because his character is just some like some rednecky character. But he's so interesting from the beginning
1: though too. Though he, I mean, yeah, he's still—he's such a simple redneck guy. But he's—he has a lot of depth, and you see it when you watch it again. It's like he's a good actor. I mean, he's just a really neat. He's a good actor and a good character. He has the best lines because he's so statical on what he says and he doesn't say a lot, you know? But he says what he means and he doesn't go explaining things. And so well, he and ends up he's having... likable the... and he's scary right. at the same time. Like, you're,
0: you're kind of, like, wondering, like, what's he going to do? But at the same time, you're already... You know, maybe it's the Boondock Saints thing, thing working for him, but, I mean, you're, you're getting into that, already I like this guy. And, yeah, and if hey, you're a lover of the comic from... book, it's weird because that character doesn't exist in right. the comic. So you don't know what's going to happen with characters like that because they just invented him like he has become one of the prominent players in the show and there's no telling because there's there's nothing that establishes the fate of that character. Well, he's he like the number 2 exist. build
1: on the show too. Now, I mean it's Andrew Lincoln and well, him Norman Reedus is the most interesting character. Right. And it's interesting. he I mean he's he's obviously likable as an actor in the character but and he also is, he's the one that doesn't he's the most no-nonsense character too as far as I mean but in a lot of the stuff in the earlier season, you just see he is a different character and is before we kind of had a depth as a character, but you see that depth as an actor earlier on. You're like, oh, man, he was interesting and we did like him, and you see why <laughs> you liked him because he kind of did it so roots subtle. Something. Yeah. There and is in, a reason I watch this show. Yeah, and it is interesting. They do have some echoes of like... Knowing, I mean, this is a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched any of these way later on. It's going to be hard. If you haven't watched the show at all, we're going, we're going
0: to go episode by episode and dissect it. So, but spoiler just, alert just to assume we're gonna for the spoil, rest of this yeah,
1: show. But, even through, yeah. but knowing what happens between him and Morrow later on, there's a lot of stuff in the first, maybe it's the second episode he comes in, where he says a lot of stuff and they have a lot of interactions that are more poignant. Knowing what happens between him and Merle, which is like the the only highlight of last season, season three, I guess. Season. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, Daryl yeah. doesn't come into like episode three of season one. It's like so. It takes but a while. He's always part of the best moments of the show. And then four, the fourth point I wanted to bring up is that watching through the first time, I mean, she became a real problem for me, like in season two. But Andrea was like, I don't know. I mean, everybody was like, whatever. I don't really care. I mean, she's just kind of a whatever character. Watching through it again and knowing what she becomes, but also just seeing, it, I was like, "Oh my God, she was annoying then," and I just hadn't bought to it yet. <laughs> I was just like, I hadn't had enough of it yet, <laughs> you know. Well,
0: the thing is that you're you're kind of rooting for her at first. You're like, "Who is she?" Like maybe it's okay, but right. she disintegrates pretty quickly. But she doesn't I mean, change at we'll all. Like later the, on,
1: the stuff that makes her annoying, if later on that we all hated, is the same right there, and it's present. So you watch it again, you're like, "Oh, Andrew, jeez Louise," like I don't even know. I'm not even convinced. I mean, that actress is like a great actress, right? I mean... I, I, yeah, that's
0: what I think, too.
1: So, I mean... I think it was just her, a
0: waste of her. It was so... It's, it's like it, if you tried gets, to
1: write the most annoying character and, like, have the most annoying kind of... That's why I don't of, understand
0: why they don't get that. Because, like I said, again, that's a departure from the comic. The character is still in the comic. Right. Like, the character... But I mean, it's spoiler more for you because con- you haven't got that far in the comic. But the character is still alive. So, like, they, they got her so bad that they had to get rid of her but like, oh god, no! We ruined this character. We might as well throw her out and write another character. Yeah, and this like what her.
1: I read in that first volume, she's not annoying at all. She's just kind, she's actually kind of kind of like a smartass. She's interesting. Like, yeah. she
0: becomes one of the people who's like one of the steadfast members of the group because she's like such a sharpshooter.
1: But she, yeah, and but
0: they sort of do that with her in the show, but it's too late. They I make mean, she's her useless.
1: They make her so melodramatic, and it's from I mean, her sister bad. dies, and you can buy onto that. But the first part, like she's such a punk or something. And the first, like the her first lines, Rick, and, Rick comes into them and they meet her, and she's like, "You killed us all." It's like the Fred, like I was Thanks, mom. You killed me. But as she goes, "You Again, killed us all," and nobody else is having that scene, reaction. We're
0: getting we're getting too far ahead because we haven't even covered. That's an episode two. That's Maybe oh we should yeah. Take a step well, back. Yeah.
1: But anyways, I'm just saying that all those things. Anyway, are Andrew's there? Annoying. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> Right.
0: So. so anyway, so we open, and the, the comic and the TV show both have the same premise, and this premise is fairly liberally borrowed from 28 Days Later, because it's basically the same concept. Which came We're first? 28 Days Later. Okay. Came before the comic. But this was like a... Way a, before the show.
1: It was only like a but year or so. I mean, they're both like 2008 or something, 2007? Before before the show or the comic? The comic.
0: Yeah. But it had been around. Just to give you a little bit of background on this, I didn't see 28 Days Later in the theater. I saw it on video. And I didn't read. That was 2002. Walking Dead until these collected editions came out. But by the time I picked up Volume 1 and read it, I was like, oh, this is just like 28 Days Later. So whatever that lag is, I mean, it was enough time that. Let me
1: see what the. Twenty-eight days later. Yeah, we could take it to the end. Yeah, two thousand two is twenty-eight days later. The first issue is two thousand three of Walking Dead. So there you go.
0: Yeah. So the premise is out there, and not that it's not that sacrosanct that it belongs to Twenty Eight Days Later, but it is a neat idea that I was asleep during the zombie invasion. That's the basic premise. Yeah, that it's thirty because it's roughly
1: the same amount of time, right? It's like a month later or something.
0: Yeah, and and it, it. In in their defense, in The Walking Dead, it's more of a story element. Walking Dead. Because it's just a cool opening in 28 Days Later, but it plays into a lot of the events that occur in the story for Walking Dead. Because, like, why why is his wife and kid gone? You know, why did she have time to hook up with this other guy? These That's things right. happen in the comic true.
1: as well. It has plot points that 28 Days Later, it's just, hey, and then he just finds people. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just an awesome way to open up in POV, you know, like Dark City, where I just wake up and there's all this craziness and I have to figure out what's happening. That's what the purpose of it was in Twenty Eight Days Later, In The Walking Dead. They really flesh it out as like, but what if you really did, like just wake up and the whole world had gone to hell? Yeah, and it's and pretty then that's bad. That's the too. starting point. It's
1: really bad. He does. I mean, Andrew Lincoln does a great job in those opening scenes. That's what. That's another thing you realize how great of an actor he is, because he does a great job. I think. Yeah, and they all do. I mean, we we like to to. We like to make fun of Walking Dead cuz of
0: some of the story decisions they make. But, but I don't think it's mean, the a actors. Lot of quality. Uh, yeah, the actors. No, the, the, never the actors had the problem. Even Andrea, the only problem the actor had was just say, not saying, "I quit if you don't write me <laughs> Write me something that makes sense. <laughs> Stop making me stupid. <laughs> Stop making me but, like annoying." Yeah. But she but was great. she didn't have any control over that. But you wonder in the interviews when people are asking you about stuff, like, uh, is you just biting your cheek? Just, oh, God, just, just don't ask me. Well, I heard her in the, moron. I mean, this is,
1: I won't get it far ahead, but this is just in context of her character. Last year when she was on that Talking Dead show and they were talking to her, they, um, not the Drunken Dead, the Talking Dead. And they, yeah, uh, that's a different yeah, franchise. It's a competitor. Okay, it's a video,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, Chris Hardwick gets to talk about everything yeah. on the internet and otherwise. Don't be jealous. I like Chris Hardwick. But, but <laughs> I am jealous. I would take his job in a second. But um, she was she gave this whole backstory. She was talking about her character. Like I mean, there's a moment that happens like the season where it's big, but she was talking about her character in general, and she was talking about her backstory being a social worker, and she was going into all this stuff. And it instantly made me like the character. Where I was like, "Oh my god, that's great!" So the actor, actress actor had the, had a great idea of who that person was. They were just putting bad words in her mouth, I think, because like, her explanation of where that character was coming from was awesome. I was like that 's amazing. I just didn 't see that. They just don 't do that on the show the
0: story of her and her sister works
1: yeah, that works really well is too that,
0: and it, Again, I, I don't know if there's a way. We're trying to break this up episodically, and we're already failing. Well, just, let's just go Let's just
1: go through the episode. Let's just quit. Let's just go through the episode. So he's yeah, walking we'll come through back. We'll come back to
0: all these points. <laughs> yeah. As a vidcast, this is going to be a nightmare to produce. <laughs> we're used to doing like hour to hour and a half episodes. And like, we'll go through to- Walking Dead because that's easy. We'll do like 15 minutes an episode tops. Like, no, but after the first 18 minutes of the first episode, we will we'll not have begun talking about episode one. All right. what well, we are talking about it, though, for real. So we get Rick, who wakes up in the hospital, and that's all just a, g- a lot of good, fun visuals, a lot of which are mine from the comic.
1: Oh, even all that. I But I think the show adds, even before that, we can. Like, they have this sh- scene where he shoots a little girl, and that's great. But then the scene with him and Shane in the car talking, oh, all that's, that's not in the comic at all. Well, that, and that's pretty all great. All that is
0: stuff that's not in the comic that actually worked, yeah, which it's is really rare great. For them. It's a great
1: comic. I mean, that, it's Frank Darabont. That, that that's opening why it works. is just a way. Because I remember
0: watching the first episode of Walking Dead, and they open with that, you know, where he finds the girl zombie. And then they actually show him Shooter. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's like what they're, you know. they're definitely trying to set a tone. They're like, yeah, it's that kind of show. Right. Like, he shoots a little girl. That's in the first three minutes.
1: And then the sixth thing I realized from watching this again <laughs> is that I miss Shane so much. He was, like, my favorite character no, outside of Daryl. Never happened for me. I never like happened Shane. Never for me. No. I think he's I think he makes the show interesting and I just think with Adam it's just not interesting.
0: Well, only because he's a foil, of that actor. Because he's a but, What's that actor? But the characters all behave stupidly yeah. because of Shane. I mean, and we can get into this more but but again, it's it's a good performance, which is probably why they dragged that character out more than he well, really I needed to be. I think it's a good performance, but it's also
1: a good challenger to Rick, like even later on to season 2 and so we'll get all to that. But, but like,
0: he he lingers so long that he he makes Rick weak well
1: I just yeah that's but, true too and they don't have any well maybe that's also just a problem with the people writing the story though like the characters themselves this, are great yeah. we'll
0: get into this when we get into season 2 as well but really Shane it all begins and ends with Shane because what ends up happening is Shane lingers over long and then he has a sort of toxic effect on other characters like Andrea Andrea right. starts becoming stupid because of Shane
1: right well so but making Shane linger show. longer Those is all the, the first is the first thing. That's yeah, way shows past first That's not even then uh, But even just as a character, like I love that scene. I like their dynamic, and it really does show that at the beginning. It shows Rick as being kind of a fun, but he's kind of a square in a lot of ways, you know. But then Shane being the kind of kind of hipper, redneckier kind of guy. But he's also, you know, it it shows it shows a lot in that conversation, and I think, I'll, it, it's it's really great, and you can see like a mature screenwriter like Frank Darabont like actually. Showing those human connections, which you well, don't get in the I comic at all. You know? in the
0: early episodes, well, you don't, you can't have that kind of stuff. Right, that's what I'm saying. Comics are archetypal. Right, I mean, it makes them sort of stereotypical in the way, that, and and that's what the comic was really good at. That's why the translation of that into a TV show was so difficult. Whereas, but at the same time, they didn't make it work. In these first episodes, they did. Like this, the first episode is solid not just because that it sticks pretty close to the comic but just the way they represent things is very real and 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 it works. And like you said, you know, even in establishing the characters where let's have a little scene where we know who these guys are before he gets shot cuz he gets shot on like page 1 of the comic. Yeah, cuz so we have no he, idea who the hell he is before he goes into a coma.
1: And it goes into the so, language of what a comic is and what a movie is like you said because in a movie you need to have you need to ground people. You can't just show people We need a reason to care. You need to have a dumb little conversation while they're eating burgers. Yeah. Whereas in in a comic,
0: all he needs is an origin. Right. Oh, this is what. This is how it starts. Yeah. It's like page one. Because you never have to make like like you said.
1: You never. It's impossible to make that human connection. Sometimes with those comics, it's more about story and plot and what's happening. It's not really about. You know what I mean? Like They're very expositional. And not
0: to take away, the comic is a really effective character piece, but you only have so much time to work, so there's a lot of economy of the way that that you deal with Establishing those characters, like one panel tells you a lot about somebody
1: and what they do. But you're doing that work in your head too, by well. extrapolating stuff with a show. You have to yeah. see it happen, and you have to make believe that it's happening well, and believe those relationships. And
0: on screen, you have more time to work with, right. but there is still
1: some truth to
0: not showing as much. Let the audience extrapolate something even from the show. Sometimes they go too far and they want to show you all these moments, and it takes away from the character. Well, yeah, no,
1: I, no, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. What I'm saying though is that. I mean, you have to show, you have to establish the relationships in a show, though, because that's even if it's. I mean, you can, yeah, when you, you get you actors, you got to develop chemistry stuff, right? and stuff.
0: That's another thing where it's filmed, and you have people portraying those characters, and we need to see those people talking to each other to see that chemistry and to see those
1: characters yeah, you interact. Need to see him laugh at him once to know that they're friends. You yeah, him, in a you know,
0: comic book, you just have to have somebody say they were friends, and right. then you know that it was true. But in, on screen, you have to believe it. You have to see it and believe it in those people that are portraying the characters. So that is something that is more of a challenge on, on screen. But I, I think they did a good job in, in the early episodes of the show. And this episode, number one, which we're supposedly
1: talking about. So, so he's out, he's in a coma. So that's the whole deal. He gets shot yeah. in the chest and, and goes into a coma. Is that the and dude? a lot
0: of that is atmosphere? Yeah, he gets shot and and he wakes up and he's in a coma. Why does he go into
1: a coma this, from getting shot in the chest?
0: I don't remember. I don't, that's just a myth. The thing. comic <laughs> and the TV show, I don't think, really make a big deal out of that. He's just if, if the TV show has these flashbacks that show you he's not technically in a coma. He's sort of in and out, but there are a lot of complications because you have these shots where they cut to Shane, who's like. Trying to like, hey buddy, you just are yeah, yeah. <laughs> so trying to see that Shane's an okay guy.
1: I think he is an okay is guy weird. though. I think he he's I don't he, know we'll get into he's that. He's a little rapey sometimes, but he's an okay a guy. Little, a little
0: rapey <laughs> and a little weird in place. I think <laughs> we'll get into that a little further and I think there are arguments that we can make, but I, I do think that ultimately we, we, we'll we'll see that Shane is not a good guy. So
1: I mean he's but, but he's been laying there but we can get into that. Well, he turns a not a good guy. I think at his core the world gets skewed things happen unfortunately but we'll get to that
0: well yeah let, let's just move on okay so he makes his way out and he goes back to his house and he finds these these guys squatting in his next door neighbor's house or his nearby neighbor's house and that's all straight from the comic too where it's like morgan and his son and they hit him over the head with a shovel and kidnap him, and basically, these are the expositional elements of this, the show At this point, their only role is to let everyone know what's happening, which we know because we know we know the score in a zombie genre, but there has to be an exhibition exhibition There has to be an exposition element within the story because Rick doesn't know yeah I mean, we don't you even don't, know in the story if Rick happening. even knows that zombie movies
1: exist you know well, in like, this, yeah, in this world, actually I've heard it before, they say in this world. There are no zombie movies. So this is like a new yeah, thing. So, That's why they call them so walkers. They thing. don't call them zombies at all. Because they would Which just call weird, them zombies. Yeah.
0: It's fun, but it's a weird kind of cheat. Because basically that means you're just trying to remake a story that someone else made right? as your own. But but it's a neat story the way it plays out. Because the problem with zombie movies where people know about zombie movies is it do, it is a little too close to home. Like this epidemic is happening and is exactly like something we've already seen in films. So we, we should have knew some understanding. this was understanding. coming. Yeah. So this is an interesting idea where no one knows anything about this stuff. Like, Cause, he, Cause even when in the hospital, when he sees like the the chained up doors and it says like dead inside, it's like he has no idea what the hell that means. He just sees something trying to push its way out of those
1: doors, and he's like, no. Yeah, I mean that's a, and, that. and that's a perfect difference from the comic, because the comic has to show you him getting attacked all these times immediately. So, yeah. yeah, and well, with that, that you, you just see these weird hands. Ground. You're like, yeah, something's wrong. And he just look. Well, first he looks down that one hallway and sees that lady all eaten out and stuff, and he's like. What the? I mean, it. He's I know it's terrifying like, the here? way they show it, and you're like, "What is going on?" He sees he sees blood and bullet holes over the walls. He's like, "What
0: is?" But finding that zombie, is like, and it happens in the show and the comic. But when he finds that zombie just out in the field, and that's
1: the first one he sees on the show. Yeah,
0: and it's more effective. They actually do a good job in the show freaks for that. Out. Because yeah. Because that's the first time he sees the scope of what is really happening. These things because can be alive. Because it's like a lot of yeah. weird stuff, and he sees all these piled up bodies, and he doesn't know what's going on. But then he sees this this half a person still just crawling around, and he's like, yeah, he sees this there's supernatural definitely something thing. going on. Yeah, it's
1: like a supernatural yeah. thing at that point. It's like, what is this, happening yeah, here? Yeah, this is way outside of what I'm used to. And he and he does a great job of reacting that moment. I, that's, I was so floored by him in this episode, that, this, this first season. He does a great job.
0: From you know, it, the performances throughout, like again, for all the actors are not a problem. It's not the actors. Even when we have a problem with the story, it's it's the
1: writing sometimes. Right.
0: And the writing is not terrible, but sometimes it's just that TV is such a difficult yeah. Well, movie.
1: yeah, and it's they don't know how to plan. But God, man, don't you love Rick in these first? Like we'll get to the second episode, but the first, he's so decisive and so Rick. You know what I mean, and that's that's the problem. He
0: yeah, you he kind of
1: he kind of lets you down later on
0: because he's like he's really taking it all in. It's like okay, zombies everywhere, families go on. What's what do we do?
1: You know, yeah. he's like
0: immediately thinks. So what is the next logical thing that I could do in place? That and he's I could pretty go. And hard true and in the pretty comic tough. And the
1: show. Like, they make he gets later on even towards he gets so kind of soft and weird. But earlier on, he's like tough, and I was like, "Why is he getting softer now?" Like, I mean, we'll get to all that.
0: Yeah, if anything, he should be getting harder. But it's like you want to see a character.
1: Back. I mean, this is be a recurring theme of these shows is that we're going to talk about why writing like what character is. It's like you want to see a character if they're going to waver and like have like you know like some crisis of faith. I mean, you want to be like a Mal Reynolds, like a Firefly. You want to see them just kind of retreat and them to them just being despondent and more just. I don't care. I'm just going to be like an asshole now. You know, you don't want to see them just, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I you've don't said know it before. You, like,
0: you want to see the character drive the story.
1: Right. And if you, you want
0: to see the character make choices, and then the story is the consequence of those choices. What you don't want to see is people agonizing over what choice to
1: make. And that's, that's kind of why, I, I mean, we're, getting, we're jumping all ahead, but that's why I like Shane in a lot of ways. Because his character gets screwed up, and the more his character gets screwed up and gets, like, freaking out about Lori and freaking out about all this stuff... He gets more like actionable. He's like, I'm opening that barn. All- screw it, let's do that. You know, he because gets, he doesn't care. Yeah, that's what you want to see. mind making wrong
0: decisions. The, right. The, Shane that's- is the opposite. end. we need to get into Shane a little bit more. I know <laughs> it's like it's just a <laughs> scab we want to pick right away. But but the, the, Shane deserves some some Shane. time dedicated to him. <laughs> Shane,
1: but a man called but, Shane, but not <laughs> quite. <laughs> So anyway, so, so they're they're talking to, to the family or to the what's his name, the boy Which one? The guy Morgan? and his son.
0: Yeah, that's Morgan is Morty. the guy who has the son, and that's all from the comic too. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff it's all again just an example of things they drag out a little bit further. Like a lot of things that happens in, in this episode, and you see more and more in subsequent episodes is how everybody's ooing and eyeing over showers. It's like you know, yeah, we get they it. do that. Yeah, they do that. There's like time. more than one. I'm so glad there's a shower scene. It's like, I know, but come on. It's T V, so the shower scene's not gonna help us out at all, so we can skip it. And plus it's mostly dudes that we're getting to see in the shower.
1: So Yeah, so they're so I mean, not getting much out of it. He talks to him, do they have and they had that stuff with his wife in the comic too, right? Yeah. With uh um, Morgan's wife. Do they have that I at all? I don't think so. Yeah, they don't, don't have that, all comic that comic at all because that they actually go back to it, and they don't ever go back to him. And I mean, at least in that first thing, they don't go back to him like they do in the show. Because even at the at end, at some of, point, he comes back in the comic. Okay, the, but it's much later on. But I mean, what even in that episode, they go back to him shooting his wife and stuff, and they don't do that.
0: Yeah, that's again the, yeah. just a drawn out element. I don't have a problem with it. I think it works, but but it is where they're just having to
1: draw things out a little bit more to show you just how.
0: Well, because Desperate this is what situation. you want out of that
1: situation, and that's why I like a lot of some of the stuff in the first season. And to where, is where what it evolves into, because they don't have a lot of story, it's just kind of soap opera stuff between them. Is that you want to see, based on the zombie apocalypse scenario, like, what what are weird things that could happen? You know, like, what is a, what's a weird situation? Like, one, oh, my wife got turned, and now I couldn't bear to kill her, because you understand that. And now she's haunting mm-hmm. us. What a weird, yeah, what a weird thing. Going, but, I mean, that's the some kind weird of stuff residual you memory
0: is drawing your back to us, which is right. not helping us out at all.
1: I mean, you want to see all those kind of situations. And the first, like, I mean, the first, I guess it's the trade. Is that what they call it? The six of, it's like the first trade shows all that stuff. And then the show, show does, does even more good job of like, oh, what a, oh, that is a weird situation. Like, oh, what if somebody got bid when they want to be left? You just leave them or, you know, that kind of. Anyways, or and you just have this kid there, and you have you know you're raising him. Yeah, but... and
0: what are you gonna do? I mean, I think that stuff is handled perfectly. And like I said, those characters in the comic and the show are there for the purpose of exposition. Yeah, and it's
1: heartbreaking. Someone
0: always has to explain what the hell is happening. So, yeah, to the access character. He's much more Especially fun. Especially if they're trying the... to play this. <laughs> yeah, if they're playing this like we don't know what zombies are, then someone has to explain the whole thing.
1: Like we have to explain <laughs> our whole theory of zombies now. In the comic, he's like. And, I mean, the guy in the show does a great job. He's much more kind of understated and stuff in the comic. He's The guy's like, damn, son. He just keeps talking to him like that. And he's like, you don't know what this is? Damn, son. He just keeps saying that over and over again.
0: <laughs> again, yeah. Because <laughs> it only takes like one time on a read-through where you're like, that line doesn't work. Or one yeah, actor going, is... come
1: on. He's like, I, I, I played. Harrison Ford
0: used to say that. He's <laughs> like, George, you can type this shit,
1: like, but a... you can't say it. The guy's like, I played Othello. It's like, I'm not going to say damn son. I'm not going to say damn son in every other line.
0: Like that may have been fine in the comic where my character had eight lines of dialogue. Yeah. But it's not working
1: now. But he does such a great job and they do a real good job of like the kid does it. That's a great kid actor too. And they explaining that stuff and going into, and that's the one thing too. I mean, I don't, I mean, this is, it's not just from the comic. I mean, I don't think this is just the comic I mean, they must have just cast Andrew Lincoln like that, but he's such a specific type of person. Like he is just a, it's not that he's just kind of a straight leading man guy. He's like a soft-spoken kind of guy. They could have just gotten a leading man guy, and he would have probably played it. He would have played it more no, less emotive. Than I the think the they comic. casted extremely well. I know. I think, no, I think, think it's perfect. Right. I think it's totally perfect, but it's totally different from the comic. But I, I, I actually really like that
0: well, I think about this in the comic the performances I mean, it's such a weird but it's di- not just how it's much it's sort of a weird talk. division of creativity because you have the writer who ultimately is the author of the entire thing but really the director of a comic to some extent or at least the the art director of a comic is the actual artist so all of the performances of the characters come out through that one
1: person right. and i'm not even talking i'm more talking about the writing it's really just what he says and just kind of how he phrases things He's much more, like, kind of a shy guy in the show. You know, he's much more, like, doesn't... And that's why it plays really well later on to him being the reluctant leader, I think, because he just... Even in a normal situation, he doesn't seem like he'd want to be the leader, but he it's like, you want to see his, like, heroic nature come through, and that's, like, the kind of triumph if he... That's always the kind of battle, and I think by casting him as this kind of more of an understated guy, it's really more effective, and you kind of... He's more you feel that he's more kind of tender and stuff. I I think that's interesting. And this is, I don't know, I mean, I just haven't read comics in a long time. And I don't know if this is just a symptom of that. But I just feel like in the comic, I mean, at least in those first six, like he doesn't have much of a character. You know what I mean? He does things and he says things and he has opinions. But when you watch it in a show, you're like, It's not about—it's about what he says, but it's how he says it and how he, like, kind of treats himself and how he doesn't talk. And you just see how much—so much more depth is when you have a person there doing it and what Mm -hmm. choice they made for that person. And I just think for the choice they made, I just don't think he's, like—what I'm saying is he—I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of another actor or somebody that—I mean, they just went with a more—in the comic, he's less of, like, a— in the comic, I mean, at least so far, he feels less of a gunslinger. He's much more of that gunslinger time. He's much more like a Timothy Olyphant kind of character, or like a Clint Eastwood. Like, he's much more soft-spoken, and he's not going to say much, and he's kind of, he's like a gunslinger with a heart of gold. What he is well, in this I thing. think that comes why. out more. But I also and think I just made, it takes a, a matter time of the medium, it because
0: yeah. in, in a TV show, like in a comic, if you have a character who's walking around with, with iron slapped to his, like, strapped to his hip, you don't think much to it because all comic book characters have something that that sort of like symbolic. But a normal guy in a TV show, if he starts actually like holstering a weapon and walking around like a gunslinger, you notice it. Right. Because that's not normal. That's not something you see even even in police officers in, in your average everyday life. It's just a guy walking around with like a big like
1: Python revolver strap. What? Well, yeah. But I, yeah and I and I, but I mean that more in just how he carries himself not even the gun part of it just and that's why and that's what you want to see with him and the problems we have with his character is when he starts you want to see him have the struggles a gunslinger would you know and go into places that would you don't want to see him have the struggles that a normal person would. Like, he's a different well, kind of person. Well, it's like the Dark Tower thing. Right. It's like when you yeah, see he's the like Gunslinger a in that. Yeah, he's like a yeah. He is that he, character, basically.
0: The, Roland makes all these really hard decisions, and, and half of them backfire. You know, they're not all good decisions, but he's always making a decision. He's like, but he's we all, have to do this. And yeah, it's like, I mean, you're like, oh my God. You're always afraid of what he's going to do because he's so bent on, and he has well, a if temper. we have to do this, we'll do it. And, and you this. know, in the first book, like, not to get too far into that, but in the first book, he makes like, this terrible moral decision that, that guides the entire rest of the series. So through the rest of the series, you're waiting for him to sort of drop the ball morally right? because you know
1: where where he stands in that. And that's what I think. I mean, that's almost what I was saying. It's like, that's why... I mean, that's the unfortunate thing about Walking Dead is that, I mean, and I kind of think Shane was like that in a way is because he was really bad morally. That's why he was an interesting character. I don't think he's a great guy. But that's why you kind of wish... Rick, or I mean, now especially he's leading the show mostly now. Like, you, I mean, they're kind of bringing some of those elements in, and you want people that are morally ambiguous because that's why I mean, they have Mad Men, they have Breaking Bad, those shows succeed on the fact that you have people that you like and you want to see succeed in a certain way, but they're like, oh. I don't know if I agree with what they're doing. Well, that's
0: a a good character piece has got you rooting for people that you shouldn't be rooting
1: for. And that's just good writing and kind of mature writing, though. You know, it's not just straightforward. It's much more interesting and kind of nuanced. And it takes a lot of good writing to actually do that. (laughs) To sort of follow what Rick is doing in, in episode one.
0: You know, obviously, he finally gets out of the city. He gets away from Morgan and leaves Morgan to his own sort of situation which i like because you know in in the comic and the and the, the the show they do this thing where they go to the the police station and they and take they showers sort of loot it after showers. showers yeah Woo-hoo,
1: but they, they, they loot it <laughs> for
0: guns is the whole point which makes more sense right but at the same time you wonder it's like really none of the other cops came back to Well, I mean, look I don't know. I mean, that's like a nobody small did. town.
1: Maybe they's got I mean, there's like five other cops. Maybe they got bit before they yeah, could get you, back. Yeah, or nobody you
0: know? has keys, you know, if the
1: place is overrun by because, zombies, yeah, it it's is like a, it is situation. like a freaking Fort Knox. So that is kind of believable if you think about it in certain ways because like Yeah, well, so you'll give them there.
0: that, especially where it's pretty early in where there's a lot of denial. I do like the level of denial that happens in a lot of the characters you run into they still think and. Shane does this more in the comic than he does in, in the show, but there's like a whole thing where a lot of Shane's decisions in the comic are driven by the fact that he is, he believes that someone is coming to rescue them. Right. Like you don't see that as much in the show, but a lot of those decisions like we'll stay here and even though that, like Rick is a long-term thinker. He's like, we probably need to move on because this is not a safe place
1: to be but Shane thinks we have to be here because so they'll find us. It's a little reverse in the first show because I mean he's like we need to go to the CDC, we need to get there and then Shane's like we do not need to go there I and mean, we need to go, you know. Well, because it doesn't make sense in the show because yeah. we'll get to that, but it makes no sense
0: when they make that decision. Because they end up, you know, we'll get to that, but but yeah, Rick is, rick's problem is that his philosophy shifts based on the situation i love like that. the context of a situation will completely change rick's ideology as to what he thinks is the correct course
1: right and that's what you, you just want to see like you want to see people making decisions that are kind of powerful like i think morgan making that decision he has a conversation with rick i mean this doesn't happen in the show in the comic right because he doesn't have the whole thing with his wife i think in the comic but
0: yeah, they just didn't have much time. But to work in the
1: with show, that. they had the whole thing where he's telling him, he's like, "Well, you know, we were leaving, we were going to Atlanta, and then my wife died, and we just kind of froze in place." And it's totally, you totally get that, and it's heartbreaking, and you kind of understand like what he's going through and how that. And then when he makes that decision, it's like, "I'm just not ready yet. Maybe in a couple of days when we're better at shooting or something." You're like, "What a bonehead decision!" It's like, "Why is he doing that?" But you just understand it because he is just like emotionally frozen. That well, point. and it and also makes sense on.
0: because, it's like, you haven't offered me an option that's that's a no-brainer. You know, you have an option, you but don't yeah, know any more if, than but, I do. but I'm
1: saying, outside of logic, it makes it makes. It's like, wait a second, that's dumb. And he's like, oh, that's, oh, that breaks my heart, <laughs> because he yeah. he's scared and he's scared to move on and he can't let go of that situation. And it totally that's what you want. You want to see people making bad decisions for poignant reasons. But that you, makes sense. And, yeah. And, like
0: I, I believe anything that makes sense. Like good decision, bad decision. But I'll believe anything that makes sense. Like I can see people who think, well, we'll just wait here. You know that wait, that waited out
1: mentality. We don't believe in that because we've seen zombie movies. But in real life, I talk to you this all the time. i mentioned this in the podcast before, where you're in a real crisis. If it, like there's zombies, we got to do something. But sometimes, like I mean, this happens with Alex, like. I've just, uh, you notice, like, well, she has a fever. It's like, is the fever high enough to go to the emergency room? It's like 102. It's like, oh, it was 103. Oh, hold on. Is this an yeah, emergency now? Or is this now?
0: something we should just or, be sitting out? Yeah. yeah. It's like, should we just, The normalcy oh, virus fine. thing.
1: And, yeah, or this is really bad. It's like, are we going to be in the emergency room in an hour? And, like, you find this weird, I mean, at a weird, and that you can understand the situation. Like, should we wait? Because you don't know what. It's like, should we be going now? Or, because there's so much resistance to actually do anything. And you just get stuck. And you don't know what to do.
0: We, we've said that before where the normalcy biases where people right. tend to in real life this is this is a thing you know, where people in crisis situations tend to not react appropriately because normally everything is fine right so you're conditioned to behave that way you think well, well we'll just wait it out because in most situations my life is not threatened so even when an obviously life-threatening situation like people have stayed in burning buildings rather than evacuate because they have that bias where they just think, well, most times everything's okay. Yeah. So we don't know how to react. So that's what you're talking about is like that. When is a situation obviously a crisis because you don't know external help? Like, am I supposed to go to the emergency room all the time or are we sometimes supposed to just deal with this? Especially like in your case, when you have a kid, like there's so many situations where there's, there's a heightened level of responsibility of what it. What I even have to react to like right. myself, if I had a, I will never, I'll probably die in my bed one day. Right. I was myself. <laughs> yeah. if, if I'm like having a fever or something, my assumption will be, it's going to be fine. I'll just wait it out. But when you have a kid, you know, it's an extra level of that. And it probably happens more
1: often than when you're adults, like all these things you can't understand are happening. And then it goes into like a normalcy bias between just your, it's like how much that cuts into your normal life. You're like, well, I we should just take her because if we don't, I'm just gonna not be. I'm just gonna be worried now. Now I'm not gonna be able to do anything. <laughs> it's like I can't even watch TV <laughs> or something now. Like, because now I'm just like freaked out. It's like we. Should, I'm just gonna sit in there with her. You know, like, you get so people get so kind of stuck into there. It's like you get embarrassed. Like, oh, the fire alarm's going off. Ugh. Everybody's got to go do this drill now. But it's like, no, there's a fire. But unless there's burning things falling on you, nobody's going to I'm care. telling you,
0: I was, I was in Boston, and, then, and then we talked about, I, I posted this a little bit, but I was in a, a town called Dedham. It wasn't in Boston. It was right outside of Boston. And I was in a, a hotel, and the fire alarm started going off outside. And it sounded like an alarm clock in someone else's room. Oh okay. God! It didn't yeah. sound like an alarm of any kind. It was like me, 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 me. And it was very faint, and I just kind of woke up because I needed to go to the bathroom, and I heard that. I was like, should I? I shouldn't. I should not ignore that. Yeah. I sat there forever, and finally <laughs> I was like, I'll call the desk. And you're dialing zero and dialing the 24-hour hotline that they call on the thing, and 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 no one's answering. Like, what, what should I do? I can't go back to bed having heard this alarm. I have to establish, is this a problem? Is the hotel on fire? Is that a fire alarm? Because I can look at my little peek hole and I can see that it's flashing. It's like, well, fire alarms flash, so that's more. So what should I do? And finally, I call them like a hundred times. I got them on the phone. And they're like, yeah, come to the lobby. That's a fire alarm. You're supposed to leave when you hear a fire alarm. I was like, I don't know. Is that, was I supposed to learn that when I went to training at the freaking Hilton Hotel Employee Academy? So then I show up there, and there's like 50 people in the (laughs) lobby. There's way more than 50 people in the hotel. I'm like, so no one knows. She's like, yeah, they're all calling here. It's like, well, who the hell are they supposed to call? They don't know what it is. I'm calling the people that I'm with going, they're saying to come to the lobby, so maybe you should. The fire department is here. There may be a fire. No one knows. You should probably get up.
1: I've been in a hotel that happened before, too, where like, somebody – it was like a sweet kind of hotel and somebody burned something, you know, like at kitchens and stuff. And then the Well, fu- I came to
0: find out at this place that it happened all the time.
1: People are like, yeah, I was here like a month ago,
0: and that same thing happened. I was like, well, that's terrible. Because <laughs> not only did I not know that was a fire alarm when it was going off, but I had no indication that I should leave. And there sure as hell wasn't anybody from the hotel coming door to door to tell people, if that hotel had been on fire, I'd have
1: just burned. Yeah, nobody does. Like That's what I was saying. It happened at the end of my hall, where it was on. It's like all the way to the end. And you look out, and there's smoke. Like, the fire alarms start going off, and there's smoke. But then there's somebody's like, oh, it's just burning or something. But nobody knows. And so there's, like, people just standing with their head out the door, like 30 doors, 40 doors down this hallway. But then people are going back in the rooms, coming back out and checking. But nobody's, like – because nobody's telling anybody what's happening.
0: You just assume that it is – because you would assume that there's something much more would be going on than just that little noise. Because normally – because I'll be honest with you. A fire alarm should exist inside the room, not just in the hall, and it should have a flashing thing inside the room. What if, like, if I were, if I were deaf, then I'd had no indication that a fire alarm was going off. And like I said, no one from the hotel was going to come tell me. In fact, the lady told me to come to the lobby. It's like I got to walk through the whole hotel to get the lobby. I have an outside door in my room. I could have – like no fire of that hotel would have ever consumed me unless I slept through it because I could have walked outside at any time. But they just told people to walk to the lobby and stand there. It's like your protocols need work. But that's normalcy bias because I'm calling people and they didn't even hear the, the alarm. Like, yeah, you need to come to the lobby. They're saying that there's a fire alarm and the fire department's so here. You should probably come to the lobby. And some of the people we were with, by the time, I didn't call everybody because before I could call everyone, the, the fire marshal called it off. <laughs> so I'm like, they slept through it. They slept through it. That's normalcy bias. Even the hotel was like, ah, yeah, we might be on fire, but whatever. We're not responsible for hundreds of lives.
1: Well, that's what it makes, I mean, getting back to the thing, that's what makes... A zombie outbreak so believable, like it's even slow zombies. Like other shows, is like fast zombies, like World War Z, and you're like, yeah, yeah, we spread, don't have a like, chance. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it's, this we'll is like, it, it seems like it's so slow and they're slow, but you could see how people are like, are you okay? You look like you're sick, and, rah, and then that happens, and somebody else falls down. Yeah. Like you can see how because people don't want to believe that, and people will not. It's like, no, everything's fine. These people are just, like, homeless or something. There's something's happening. Well,
0: especially, you don't believe... Like, in movies, we see that. We're like, well, don't do that. That's zombie behavior. But in real life, you don't... There are no zombies in real life. We wouldn't see that coming at all because we just...
1: We follow the logical assumption that zombies don't exist. Right. And the kind of way they do it on the show, I mean, that's the problem. I, mean, I don't know. It's so weird when you you portray it so realistically, but then, like, it doesn't make sense. Like scientifically like I love this stuff I love when they or at the CDC talking about how I mean we're getting this isn't talking about that episode but just how the fact the mythology of their zombies how like it brings brain brainstem back to life and I was like that's a neat idea that's kind of a neat but idea you have to
0: have some kind but of you have excuse. to have you
1: can't get too deep into it but you have to have some kind of reason to say what has happened yeah and I like that idea just scientifically but the problem is it's like just when you have a half person that's like well you need blood to like move muscles, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you can't just have something that's just torn apart and then moving. It just doesn't work. Like hydraulics don't work that way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. So there's no there could be no. And that's no exactly where, why
0: that yeah. you just can't pick that thread because if you want again, it's it's sort of like Pacific Rim. If you want to see giant robots find giant monsters, then at some point you're gonna have to disconnect because there's no world where that makes
1: logical sense. Right, so it's like you don't want even that explanation. I mean, you, there were, that would be a cool take on it, like a totally realistic zombie movie where that happens. And you could kill the people, and they would just die. You don't have to shoot them in the head. They would just die, you know. Well, that's where uh, 28 Days Later comes, where they're not living dead. They're zombies, people yeah. who are and that's, infected And that's with, a great story. Like, and that's, a, that's a cool idea. But with this, it's like, I lo- even though I love that explanation, it's like, you don't need to show that, because now I'm like thinking about scientifically why this is happening. <laughs> you want it to be just yeah Yeah, more... now you've gotten too deep into it. Well, It's much better you know, when like it's I like said, an alien source or something. I want
0: to get been... to that. So anyways, he goes,
1: he he drives his horse, he rides his horse into Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, he steals a horse, he runs out of gas, he finds a horse, he takes the horse,
0: he gets into Atlanta, which all things so far make sense. Like, I could see you're headed to the city because you think that there might be some help there, especially you've heard that. Right. And people will think that way like they think, oh well the city is the place to go. But at some point he does a couple of things here that are dumb from the beginning and also deviate from the comic. Which is one he has a bag of guns and the first thing he does Just when he gets them. overwhelmed with Good. zombies is drop the bag of guns. It's like in the comic he he it, this is the contrast between the comic and the TV show. In the comic book he jumps from one building to another with the duffel bag full of guns right. on his back. So you should have thrown that. And he almost duffel, doesn't so make just... it and they're like, You should have just thrown that first. They He's like, Yeah, that's, that. <laughs> that would have made sense, yeah. But it's like it was so second nature to him to not put down that bag of guns that he almost died jumping from one building to another. And then in just a typical movie device that happens in the T V show, he drops the bag of guns immediately when he gets mobbed. And
1: crawls conveniently into a tank. That's the weirdest moment. That whole first episode. That's what I want to talk about. As I don't write notes, I write mental notes when I hit them. I come upon them. But <laughs> that first whole first episode, I think, is wonderful. Like it's just really well done, film wise. Like just filmmaking wise. That's the weirdest freaking moment in the world. When he's under the thing shooting the things, and then he puts the gun to his head, and he's like, "I'm sorry, Laurie and Carl." And then the camera pulls up, and he just climbs into the tank. I was like, "What were you doing?" I was like, "It feels like he was about to say that." Like what should have happened is he was going to put it to his head and say, "I'm sorry, Laurie and Carl," and then look up, and they show a shot. He's like, "Oh shit, I could go up." But
0: instead, the camera looks up. That's another. One it's those a weird it's moment. Just the camera POV to be the character POV. It's like it's but like it's not shot a
1: POV shot. It's like they shot it like that really fast and it's like no worry we'll put that other cut in there but they just never did and so he just says sorry Laura Carl and he just immediately climbs into it with no reaction I was like well why did you even put the gun to your head it doesn't make any why were sense you
0: prepared to shoot yourself I mean it and really it, doesn't it, make any it was, sense it's like a obvious
1: it's like a student film mistake there it's really weird. It's one weird. of
0: those things. We've said it before. It's, it's where you're using the camera POV as though it were the character POV.
1: Right. Like He
0: doesn't see that until we see it. But from where he is, he should have seen but even that the there way, was a way
1: into that tank. And I, but see, I, even, yeah, I get what you're saying. I say that's how the scene even – even if the scene worked, like it was, was shot how it's supposed to be, it wouldn't have worked because of that. I'm saying even the way they did it, it doesn't even make sense. Like, it, he, they don't even go through the rivers that He even put into his head and he sees that. He puts it to his head and just, he goes, I'm sorry, and then just climbs into there with no reaction shot. He doesn't, there's not even a beat. Yeah, there's not even the, a beat. The so there's not like that. he even saw that. He just, like, he, it, it, what it plays like, he saw that and then put the gun to his head. I'm like, why'd you put the gun to your head if you're gonna go in there? It's like, <laughs> that's just bad pacing. Yeah, it doesn't but it's make bad any sense. Bad pacing because it's
0: a bad scene. They wanted right. to build like a big dramatic ending, and then that was the big twist they threw in, and they didn't think about the mechanics of the character in that situation.
1: Yeah, and that, that's the whole problem. We try to make a little dumb dramatic moments, and I was like, that's a dumb moment. Why would you put a gun? In what, and say, I'm sorry? that's what plagues the show. Yeah, it's like a lot like, melodramatic show. moments. When I get to be so melodramatic, I'm like, he didn't even bit yet. I was like, why would you put a gun to your head? It's like, you're like, yeah, getting that would be my man? reaction.
0: Like, like, I'm still getting used to this world. I don't even know what happens when I get bit.
1: Yeah, he doesn't even know that. So, so it's like, why wouldn't I fight to the very last? I'm not afraid of you. becoming a zombie, really. A dumb, that's the problem. They go for this cheap melodrama, and it always is that's where the show falls apart. Yeah. And that's the first. Inkling, it's right at the end of that first episode. You're like, oh, come on. (laughs) And again, this is where we start to diverge from the comic because
0: that scene didn't happen from the comic. The rest of it did, where he goes into Atlanta and they gets mobbed and the herd kills the, the horse and all that. And he does end up running into Glenn. But instead, they want to drag it out. And really what happens is not just more time, but they want more characters. And to have more characters usually makes things more dumb. And that's what ends up happening in episode two, because episode one ends with he gets a message on that radio from Glenn. Right. And he
1: says, you dumbass. Which, he talks yeah, about which so. you even, do they even know the frequency of the radios and tanks? I don't know. It's like, whatever. How, and they don't even show that he has a walkie-talkie later on. So, does, <laughs> we don't even know. There why. are a couple weird logic You would never know there, how to do that, yeah. There are a couple weird that's logic That's like a Deus Ex we'll, Machina. We'll at the there's, end like of a, one. there's a few more of those later on that I noticed watching them again. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> so that's it. So anyway. Yeah, so this
0: is a good place for us to, to but, break. But filmmaking one.
1: wise, I think this is like the best episode, though. It's so well yeah, done.
0: Well, and story wise, for the most part, it's really good, too. It that, it's just really starts to break up at the very end, and, and then you know and we, what we see is and we'll see this later on more and more and we talked about this with the Shane thing just a little bit we'll see this more and more throughout the series is little mistakes have big consequences on the part of the storytellers because they'll do these things like well that wasn't so dumb but then
1: that has a ripple that makes more dumb things happen i mean the first the first I was watching it and it's it's because it's shot so well but it's shot kind of on a TV like TV film stock or whatever they're shooting that on I don't know you know it's not really great looking that first season like it almost feels like this weird indie movie like this kind of real slow paced zombie indie movie and it's really well done as you kind of want to and it's like an hour long it's like an hour and five minutes or something that first episode is so you kind of would like but if this is a normal movie it would be like 40 more minutes of him struggling through little tiny situations and then finding his wife at the end I was like I kind of like to see that movie because it's kind of a, it, they set it up so well and everything's so speaking,
0: interesting. We'll show it later on, but you actually could take season one and cut it together into one movie, and you'd be fine. Yeah, you have a solid story there. You cut out a lot of dumb stuff. You could even cut out if all that you CDC edited it stuff, properly. Yeah. You definitely could cut out all that see,
1: stuff. See, even I like some of the I like. See, that we'll get to that, but I, <laughs> we'll some of it. the CDC like, CDC stuff like inside of there I like is a survival thing like. The situation that's the end view. of episode one <laughs> yeah let's end that now
0: <laughs> i'm not sure how we're gonna edit all this but <laughs> these are ending up longer I,
1: than we thought they would but that wasn't more... this
0: who knows yeah who knows it's like we we and i don't even know what the video is gonna turn out with because it just stops itself so whatever <laughs> but but yeah you can uh I'm still recording.
1: yeah i'm still recording the video so
0: we'll have more episodes of of drunken dead coming for for you very soon in drunk video and, and audio format, drunken dead, or either a video or audio,
1: <laughs> depending on how things go. The drunken part is more disappointing for this. <laughs> more,
0: I'm working on it. I'm I've working been on it All too. day. I didn't expect. I don't to think be this it's going to hit
1: this first season as much. It's when we like do like a six-hour yeah. season two We're going to
0: keep trying. I may have to bring liquor and into it. I've the problem is the first season is not that bad. And then this whole bottle, we put away this whole bottle of champagne in episode one.
1: Yeah, so but still, it may I mean, it's not going to happen in a couple hours. But I mean, we're going to have to do a, once we hit season two, we'll do a six hour marathon or
0: something. Yeah. And we may have gonna... to commit more to it, and then it's really going to
1: come. Third season, season three, third I'm season is going to be livid. <laughs> we're going to start at 10 a.m. I do not have to have
0: anything to drink on season three. <laughs> we're going to start gonna at 10 a.m.
1: Bloody Marys. <laughs> 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 it's what we're going to do like... is
0: we'll do the hangover day from season two the very next day will be a hair of the dog tribute to season three yeah all right but yeah. we'll have that and and also you can listen to our podcast tv at my dinner.com where we talk about a, a a broader range of topics so we've got that out there as well so um yeah, and tv at my dinner has a facebook that you can you can follow us on and we are also on twitter and uh we have a forum at forum.tvmendinger.com. We'll create a thread. We'll create a, a board for for the Drunk and Dead stuff as well, so you can follow us that way, or through the Facebook, or in the Twitter, or whatever, or the Google's. I guess we're on Google Plus as well, so you can follow us that way. And uh, un- and we'll be back again with another Drunken Dead very soon. Until then, my name is Sean, and
1: I'm Andrew. Zombie. Stay safe. Yeah. Zombie, Andrew. Don't kill the dead. Oh, no. Don't kill the living. <laughs> Sorry. Kill the dead. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch that. All yeah. it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Forget what I just said.
1: Dog
0: freezing. Come!